Words matter. They can change the course of your day. Just listen. You are brave. You are stronger than you think. You have value, worth, and dignity. Don't you feel better already? Welcome to Speak Healing Words, the podcast. Join author and board-certified life coach Janelle Reardon as she opens a very important conversation about the power of our words. Hello and welcome to Speak Healing Words, the podcast. I'm Janelle Reardon, author, board-certified coach, and I like to call myself a professional heart lifter. It is just so good to be here with you today to take a few moments out of our often too busy lives to consider the weight and the power of our words. As human beings, we have been endowed by God with this capacity to communicate with words. We possess this power. And it's quite a power to wield. King David says we can choose death or life. Two choices. And I have reeled that back down to a very foundational consideration. And I say we can choose healthy or unhealthy ways of speaking and using our verbal and nonverbal language. Uh, Experts say that 83% of our communication is actually nonverbal. And we're going to talk about that a bit more today. So today's word is one that I thought I had created uh, when I was researching and writing and, and thinking through overcoming hurtful words, Rewrite Your Own Story, my newest book. And then when I was working on the next book, Embracing Healing Words, Live Into Your Beautiful New Story, I saw that actually several other people had um, ministries and nonprofits and even a YouTube television show called, drumroll please, here's today's word, Heartlift. At the time, man, I thought that had come to me as an inspiration from God. I still know that it did, but I thought it was original and... uh, So here's my spin on it anyway. I was really trying to understand the process of what I do as a non-licensed counselor in the state of Virginia and as a board-certified life coach. When I opened my practice in 2012, I mainly was working as a marriage counselor, marriage coach, and was really fell in love with the whole idea of family systems. I'm still there. I'm still over the moon passionate about family systems. And so in 2012 till about 2015, my work with couples and then with women in those couples, I saw that absolutely everything came down to the condition of our heart, our emotional health. And our emotional health was, was and is very, very linked to spiritual authenticity. So from that, I started thinking, what is it that I do with people? Because my counseling, my coaching 
never lasts 50 minutes. <laughs> it tends to go for a while. So as I have evolved in my practice and in my studying and my certifications and more studying and my writing, I realized that the work that I do is really an intensive. And when I was trying to understand what I did, I came across this article in Time Magazine. I was in the doctor's office and I found it. I saw the cover and the cover said nip, tuck, or else. Boy, did it grab my attention. One sentence in particular really struck the chord. It said in 2015 alone, women spent almost $1 billion on facelifts. Oh yeah, you, you, you heard me right. $1 billion. That's a lot of, that's a lot of money. And I just read in 2017, it, it, I cannot remember the specific amount, but it was far more than that. And I thought, did I read that right? I, I read it again. And yes, I read the whole article with a highlighter in hand many, many times. That statistic stunned me and it kept going around and around and around and around in my head. And then I read what the author Joel Stein noted. He said, you're going to have to do it. And not all that long from now, probably not a full on general anesthesia, bone shaving or muscle slicing. Oh, hence cringe. But almost definitely some injections into your face. Not because you hate yourself, fear aging or are vain. You're going to get a cosmetic procedure for the same reason you wear makeup, because every other woman is. He really did say that. Because every other woman is, I thought in my mind, am I really reading this correctly? Oh, Mr. Stein, I, I, I'm not one to debate, but I'd have to challenge your statement. You're going to have to do it. Definitely some injections in your face. Oh, no, 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 no. I am going to debate that right here, right now. You know, in my practice and what I do, listening to the, a woman's heart is why I do what I do. And watching and reading their faces is how I do it. Our faces mirror our hearts, nonverbal cues and micro expressions. Hence, re really grab onto that word, micro expressions. They say it all. So those nonverbal cues and those micro expressions are 83% of our communication. Got to take a stall there and take that in. Science of People founder Vanessa Van Edwards agrees that learning how to decode the face is like having a superpower. I want that superpower. Furrowed brows, biting or pursing of the lips, sad eyes, a twitch of the cheek, chin pointed down. She defines micro-expressions as brief, involuntary facial expressions shown on the faces of humans according to the emotions that are being experienced. Unlike regular prolonged facial expressions, it is difficult to fake a micro-expression. I was explaining this to another client one day and I said, you know, are micro-expressions 
are really a tell, aren't they? And she said, you know what, Janelle? You're like a face whisperer, she said. I can't hide anything from you, a twitch, a twinkle, anything. And I reminded her, I said, no, I like to think that I'm a professional heart lifter. The words we speak come right out of our hearts. Listen to what Dr. Luke, one of the Bible writers of the gospel said in Luke 6, 45. He said, a good man brings good things out of the good stored up in his heart. And an evil man brings evil things out of the evil stored up in his heart. For the mouth speaks what the heart is full of. Hmm. The way I see it, I told her, we're just all big walking hearts. <laughs> we're bumping into each other, aren't we? So I pay close attention. That's true. Hearts really matter to me. Most importantly, I told her, your heart matters to me. So I said to her, describe to me how you actually feel inside of your body or how your face feels when you let go of something painful, hurtful. Do you experience anything physical? You know, when you have an aha moment. One of my other clients says when you have a download, a spiritual download, you have an aha, you have a light bulb moment. And she said the most remarkable thing to me. She said, oh, and, and it didn't take her but a second to say it. It definitely feels like psychological brightness. What? I said, that's a fabulous description. I've never heard anyone describe that before. I think you're onto a brand new psychological term and I'm going to coin it today, psychological brightness. Let's keep that psychological brightness on that face of yours because facial expressions say way more than words. And she discovered that when she released these negative narratives that she had actually been carrying for decades, when she released them, those embedded memories, those deep emotions that actually caused her pain, when she finally released, let go, processed them, she felt a brightening. Not only is her face brighter, but her entire being was lighter. And Proverbs 15, 13 actually confirms her findings. It says, a happy heart makes the face cheerful, but heartache crushes the spirit. Experts all agree when we make facial expressions, we're essentially transmitting a packet of information that can be received, read, and interpreted by others. By contracting or expanding our facial muscles in different degrees and combinations, we can actually produce thousands upon thousands of different messages. And let me interject here, we have 34,000 emotions. Yeah, I just found that out. All my years of studying and master's degree, and I, I don't know, maybe I read it and forgot about it, but just reread that. We can produce these 34,000 of different messages that provide cues to our overall emotional state, our short-term feelings about our immediate environment, our mental well-being, our personality and mood, our physical health, 
our credibility, and whether or not we view others as being creditable. The bottom line is that absolutely, absolutely everything in our lives comes back to the condition of our hearts. And in our inaugural podcast, we laid that foundation with Proverbs 4.23 and wise King Solomon's words that above all else, guard your affections, your heart, for they, for it, influences absolutely everything, everything and everybody and everyone in our lives. So through the years, the pain women expressed to me and still continue to express to me as close as a few hours ago has less to do with outer appearance, i.e. a facelift, and much to do with the deep pain and percolating discontent inside of their hearts. And so once the pain lifts, the entire countenance changes, hence psychological brightness, and they look and they feel so much better. I just love it. Even sometimes after a first session, a first in, in intensive, the next time a, a woman comes to my office or we're on FaceTime or Skyping and distance counseling, her face, her whole countenance is so much brighter and lighter. And I'm so grateful. So my conclusion with all of this was that what women most need is not a facelift, but a heart lift, a facelift on the inside. Oh, now don't send me any emails or any messages if you've had any work done on your face. That's okay. It's fine. I've had a lot of skin cancers on my face, so I've had you know, work done on my face, not because of, uh, uh, of but, but born out of a need, I should say, that I, I had to have these basal and squamous cells taken off my face. And so the skin's tightened a little bit after the plastic surgeon's done. So no condemnation. You're never going to get judgment here. Never, ever, ever. We do not move in shaming here. We're all about gracing here on speak healing words. But when, a, when we, I'm going to make this very personal, When we, you and me, which you and me equals we. So when we welcome each other into a safe space and place because we're trusting people, we can move through the process of vocalizing crushing pain and talk about difficult situations and have candid conversations in a healthy manner that brings about closure, emotional healing, and lasting freedom. So right then and there in the car, driving down the road, and then all the research that I was doing about what is it that I'm actually doing in this process in in kind of a hybrid of counseling and coaching, I coined that whole entire process as the heart lift method. And so a heart lift is the process, as I just said, the process of vocalizing crushing pain in a healthy manner that brings closure, emotional healing, and lasting freedom. So a heart lift as an active verb is a safe space. A heart lift, if I heart lift you today with my words, what I have done is given you a safe space in which you can practice our threefold cord of emotional health and spiritual authenticity, which as we talked about in our inaugural podcast is one, a healthy sense of self. Big 
psychological term for just a healthy identity in Christ. I know whose I am and therefore I know who I am. I do not need anyone else in this world, not even the closest people to me, to affirm me, to applaud me, to tell me who I am. I know whose I am and I know who I am. And if you need help in that realm, oh my goodness, that's what I'm all about. So go to my website, hit Instagram, hit Facebook, and most of all, read Overcoming Hurtful Words, Rewrite Your Own Story because I map it out there. I'm It's like a life coach right there with you. And that's what we're doing here. So we're strengthening our healthy sense of self. We're, we're going to look at our signature strengths and our weaknesses, and we're going to love the good, the bad, and the ugly about ourselves. And second, we're all about the powerful, powerful, healthy, uh, healthy state of having good behavior patterns. We know who we are, so we can move throughout our days with healthy behaviors. Okay, what does that mean? That means I move through my day being able to speak healing words because I do love myself. I do take care of myself. I do spend time with my God and my God pours his love into my heart so that I actually have love that I can give out to other people. I know how to practice all the fruits of the spirit. I know how to manage my emotions and my anger. It does not mean that I'm perfect, but it means that I'm committed to practicing healthy behaviors so that I can make progress in my life and be emotionally healthy and mature. Lastly, the third fold cord, the third part of that cord is healthy communication skills. So I know how to be a person who asks effective questions. I know how to listen well between the lines of other people. I'm not always interjecting and trying to give my own opinion. I listen. I actually listen to the person who is talking to me. So let me just bear that and repeat that because it bears repeating. Here in Speak Healing Words, our community, our podcast, we are committed to the three-fold cord of emotional health and spiritual authenticity, a healthy sense of self, healthy behavior patterns, and healthy communication skills. Oh, you might be saying, why do you keep repeating that, Janelle? Why do you keep repeating it? Because it is essential for living a God-honoring, God-sized, meaningful, rich, rewarding life. It is so necessary. Over and over, expert statistics, I could just go on and on with that say that the foundation of a healthy life is to have healthy emotions. And we don't talk about it enough. We certainly do not talk about it enough within the Judeo-Christian worldview in church. We don't talk about um, how to treat one another and how to move through life from a healthy emotional state, how to regulate our emotions. I, I hear all the time, oh, just pray or just read your devotional or just do this. Well, those are all great things. But I, Janelle Reardon, am committed and passionate and pounding the table about helping us as women in particular, I'm not exclusive to women, 
but as women being heart lifters in the center of our families, because where a heart lifter is at the center of a family home is a safe, sacred, beautiful, wonderful place where everyone wants to be. Okay, that's the word for today. I don't ever like to go over 20 minutes because I know how valuable your time is, but I always want to hear from you. Please leave comments. Please leave, please leave questions and I'll address them in the next podcast. But this, my friends, is today's word is heartlift. And as the noun, it is that safe space in which we allow someone to vocalize their crushing pain so that they can process it in a healthy manner and move into freedom. Heartlift as an active verb is to offer that to everybody in the world and allow them to um, have that very safe space in which to dwell. So have a great day. Please go about your day speaking healing words to everyone in your sphere of influence. And I'm going to leave you with this beautiful passage from Paul in Ephesians 4, 29 through 32. And I'm reading out of the New Revised Standard Version. Let no evil talk come out of your mouths but only what is useful for building up as there is need so that your words may give grace to those who hear. Ephesians 4, 29. I'm going to stop there. That's enough for today. So that your words may give grace to those who hear. Have a great day. I'll see you next time. Thanks for listening today. It was great having you here. For even more great content and conversation, please join the Speak Healing Words community at JanelleReardon.com.